Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Thanks for tuning in today's show. We've got a bunch of stuff for you today and some breaking things, some not so weird things. You know, the Hunter Biden thing. I mean, of course, that's that's the big news. Oh, boy. They went into court and guess what? Rejected. Boom. His uh, his plea bargain was rejected, but they knew it was going to be, man. This was theater. This was a colossal waste of public funds and public time. I can't even, I mean, th- these attorneys for both sides, the prosecution and the defense, they should be, something should happen to them because um, you don't just go into something like this knowing that it's not going to happen. And they did. They, they obviously didn't, did not have the agreement. Well, first of all, they didn't have the agreement in writing, so they didn't know exactly what the terms of it were. And uh, and I think that there's a lot of shenanigans that are being played here. I'm no legal expert. I've been reading up on those who are. I'm going to cover that a little bit, although not too much, because, again, I'm not a legal expert, and it's just broke. Well, it's been breaking all day long, and I had other material prepared for today, so that's what I'm going to cover is the other material because eh, that's what I know. You know, Hunter Biden, we all know that he's a – he is a criminal, that he is a crackhead, that he is a whoring bastard. <laughs> but, uh, you know, hey, so much for him. And, and anyway, so moving on, moving on we, we're going to look at, uh, we're going to look at, you know, government control and what they keep doing. And, oh, guess what? While everybody was sitting there with their attention on Hunter Biden and on the things that are going on, the, the congressional hearings, interest rates went up another quarter percent. They're at the highest rate they have been in 22 years, and um, it's not a good thing. I mean, interest rates, credit card payments go up, mortgage payments are higher. People, the amount of uh, number of people that can qualify to get a mortgage is fewer, or they can qualify for less of a mortgage. But the problem is, property prices haven't really cr- gone down yet. So even though the price of money has gotten higher the price of the property has not gotten lower proportionally, which is what typically happens. But in so many places, there's just not there's just not a lot of inventory. I live in Washington State, and we are one of those places. There's just you know there's just not a lot of inventory. We're going to talk about the the, the Democrats' uh, infatuation, their their desire, their their absolute thirst to control children and families. And everything else that they can touch. You see, everything that Democrats do is about control. Look at any policy they've ever put out, anything that they do now, anything that they try to put forth, every single part of it gives them more control and takes away liberty of the American people. Show me one that doesn't. Show me any Democrat policy that does not take away or that does not take away liberty from some part of Americans and give control to the federal government. Show me one. Send me a message. I'd like to know. I really would. If you can think of one, I haven't been able to think of one. All right? But apparently that's uh, that, that's their deal. You know, they're not compassionate at all. They're totalitarian. I think most of the watchers and listeners of this show probably get that by this point, right? Let's start with some good news here. So we're going to go good news. We're going worldwide on this one. I don't normally cover international events other than, you know, Ukraine and a few things here and there, but we're going worldwide on this one because of its success in the United States, because of the resounding success, because of patriots like you and people who care, despite the fact that the, that the liberal biased media 
has been trying to bash this film, that the Hollywood elite have been trying to bash this film, that anybody on the left, simply because, guess what? Uh, Right-leaning patriots like it. But why is this not a nonpartisan issue? Children being sex trafficked? Why, why can't we get behind the fact that that's a bad thing? I don't know. But despite all of that, despite the battle against this film since the beginning, it's approaching $130 million in revenue. Whoa. And because it's done so well, well here in the United States with its debut, it's going international. That's what happens. See, a film does good. All of a sudden, bam, it starts hitting other markets. Everybody wants to get it. They start paying for the film. They start buying the rights to it. They put translation or subtitles on it. Bam, it's up in their country. And it's going worldwide. About uh, about a dozen different countries right now and expanding, so they say. So, you know, go to Angel Studios and you will page and you'll, you'll be able to see all of the countries it's going to. If you happen to be watching this from out of the country, it might be coming to a place near you soon. So that's great news, right? Great news. Up in Washington State, we have some not so great news. This week on Sunday, a law went into effect. I, I don't know if anybody's been paying attention, but we had a, a, a bill up here that passed and in effect, what it does is, is, it, is it takes the definition of abuse and now translates it to if a parent doesn't agree with their child, their minor child, who says they want to transition, and the parent says, well, actually, you know what? That, yeah, that's not going to happen. That's now considered abuse. And the child can leave their home. And it looks something like this. This is the reality that we're living with in Washington State, and evil is at work here. Your child learns wonderful new things about his or her sex identity at school. You get an argument at home about transitioning and refuse to agree that they're not the gender that they were born with. Your child runs away from home, hides with a CPS facility, that's Child Protection Services out here, secretly receives drug therapies and life-changing sex transition surgery. And here's the kicker. These facilities are required by law, to not notify the parents where the child is or if they are even safe. That's the law. So not only, it's not even within their discretion whether they notify the parents or not, they're required not to notify the parents. And and bookmark this. I'm telling you right now, California and Oregon are already working on similar laws. Every liberal state in this country, which is about half of them, will have a similar law in place within the next few years. You watch. And it's about controlling the children. I mean, can you imagine being a parent? Your child, you, you wake up in the morning and your child is gone. You call all their friends' houses. You call, contact the school. You contact other places, you, you, you start driving around the neighborhood, you start driving around the area to places they would normally go hang out, you can't find them. Imagine the, the feeling in the gut, the sickness, the, I mean, I would, the, oh, the, your worst fear has now come true. My child is gone. You call the authorities, you call the hospitals. You go everywhere trying to locate your child. They disappeared. And the whole time they're in a state facility or a state-funded facility being given hormone blockers, receiving life 
changing permanent surgeries to their bodies. All at the taxpayer expense, by the way. So that's the reality we're an evil we're dealing here with here in Washington State. And don't think it can't come to you. It's coming. It's coming. It's already started. The left coast is leading the way at leading the way on this stuff. It always does. It used to be, you know, all the leftist crap came out of New York. Now most of it's coming out of not just California, but also Washington, Oregon, Washington. Hey, yeah, yeah. I might have to get out of this place pretty soon. I'm telling you people, it, it's become a cesspool of, of open drug dens and evil and everything else. This video came out. I'm not sure if you've seen it, but uh, talking about government control. And, and let's watch this video first. And it just gets under my skin so bad. And, you know, and other shows led with this video today. I'd already planned on leading with this video today when I saw those shows. Uh, Bongino was one. Had a great episode. I would encourage you to watch the Bongino, Dan Bongino show. Um, but uh, I, I was uh, already going to lead with this. So I didn't scratch it just because somebody else did it. I mean, we're all covering the same news. My take might be a little bit different. Let's watch the video first. Check this out. I wouldn't dismiss it as just something that only people on the right or watching Fox News can latch on to. I mean, we're in a battle for hearts and minds. And there are people who are on the fence. You've got to have leaders and messages and messengers and programs that get to those people, that bring them over into community organizing and into nonprofit organizations and away from the Patriot Front and the Oath Keepers. And, and I think yeah. the parallels with 9-11 are important. We've talked about this before. After 9-11, the, the laws didn't work. Like they made massive changes to respond to a new threat. And I think we have to face the fact that many of our structures, laws, and policies may not work. After 9-11, we created the Department of Homeland Security. There was the Patriot Act. There was massive change in our entire society to face the number one threat, or at least what was communicated as the number one threat. I think we need the same kind of tectonic shift. It's gotta be much more than, than see yeah. something, say something, but maybe our laws need to change to respond to the fact that someone like Mike Flynn, the former national security director, is openly calling for violence consistently. How dare somebody exercise their First Amendment right of free speech? Because that's what they're talking about here. Oh, you know, let's back up here a little bit. First of all, the 9-11 and, and the response to that with the Department of Homeland Security, with TSA, with the Patriot Act, was the largest grab of freedom and liberty in the history of this country. It had nothing to do with our safety and everything to do with our control. That was a huge power grab by the federal government. Nothing more, nothing less. And it was a massive expansion of, a, of bureaucracies, several levels of bureaucracy, creating new departments and everything it takes to support them, which of course requires more tax dollars. Similar to what everything the left does. It's to consolidate central control and take away liberty of the people. Everything, everything this country was founded against. Everything that the founders of this country were running from. And we're going down the same path. We're overtaxed. We're overregulated. We've got an 
a, a power-hungry central government that all they want is more control and more power by taking away your liberties and mine. All of the things the founding fathers of this country were running from when they created this. Wars were fought over this. In fact, wars were fought over less than this. But somehow they're doing it more civilized. See, it's more civilized now to take people's rights if we do it in the name of safety, if we do it in the name of freedom, if we do it in the name of national security. But the Patriot Act and what the response to 9-11 was was the largest grab in history. This guy is proposing that we do more. He's proposing that that, you know what, that was good for now, but now we need another quantum leap. Now we need to expand government power and control even more. Now we need to create more forms of law enforcement that will exercise enforcement over speech. Anything that we think is not correct, anything that we think might cause violence, anything that somebody says that we don't like, we need, to, we need to get a handle on that. We need to have a government agency. We need to change laws. We need to create, I mean, we should have a truth ministry, right? A ministry of truth. We could have social credit scores. We could be like China, you know, we could just have, get, have, have social credit scores. And if you're not good enough or high enough on that scale, you don't get to do things. You don't get, get to go out of your house. You don't get to go across state lines. You don't get to go shopping. You don't get to go to the clubs. You need to be punished. You need to be re-educated. You need, you had bad speech. People, this is communism. This is exactly where they want to take this country. Why? Because they're in power. And what do people in power want? They want more power. So be very careful. Whenever you hear somebody say they need to do something in the name of safety or to protect people from harmful speech or to combat dis or misinformation, that's your first red flag. It should be the only red flag you need to know there's nothing more than a massive power grab that's going to centralize more control of the government and take away liberties from the citizen. That's all you really need to know. I mean, and I said it earlier in the show, in my opening monologue, when you, every single thing that Democrats do, every single thing, and find me one that does not fit this category. Every proposal they make, every law they pass gives more power to the government and takes away liberty from the people. Tell me one that doesn't. If you can cite me one, send me a message. Send me a message. I'm on uh, all the, you know, I'm at the Nun Report on all the socials except uh, except Twitter. I'm just at Nun Report. By the way, if you're on Rumble watching this video right now, and I hope that you are, if you're on rumble.com slash the Nun Report and you're watching this, down in the little, below you, as you're looking at the screen on the left is a thumbs up button. Go ahead and smash that, please. It means a lot. It helps the natural uh, generic algorithms give the video more exposure it means more than even following my page i hope you are following my page uh but if you're just watching this and you're not following the page at least hit the hit the little thumb down there the the like if you will 
on the lower left of the screen. It would mean a lot to me. I appreciate it. Illegal speech is their ultimate goal. Patriotism has somehow become a bad thing. If you're a patriot, oh, somehow, do you, do you see how they've driven the narrative to the point where patriot is almost a bad connotation that if you're a patriot, you're equal to a domestic terrorist almost. Or maybe you are a domestic terrorist. Maybe patriotism. Man, pretty soon they're going to come arrest people because they have a U.S. flag flying in their yard. Look at that evil patriot. We must go get him. Or her. There's only two genders, him or her. All right. Man, I, I, I'm worried. I really am. That's why we're at such a crossroads right now. This is why this election cycle is so critical that we take not only the White House with Donald J. Trump, but also increase our majority in the House of Representatives, take the majority in the Senate, because if we can take it all, we can make some meaningful change in this country to lessen central government control and expand liberty for the people. Exactly the opposite of what the Democrats want to do. And they're not even hiding anymore. They just do it right out in the open. Listen, you saw that video. You heard that guy. They don't even hide anymore. He flat out said, we need new law enforcement agencies. We need a new leap. We need a new uh, you know, paradigm where now it's okay to regulate people's speech. That's what he said. Not in those exact words, but uh, you know, if you can't, if you can't figure it out, man, I, I'm sorry for you. I'm sorry for you. It's hump day, man. We're halfway through the week. I hope you're, I hope you're having a good week. I do. I'm having a pretty good week. I had, I had some weird times in my week, like you all, like we all do. You know, um, I'm getting weird virus things popping up on my screen here, which is odd. Oh, it just did a scan. Okay, never mind. I'm a one-man Dan, by the way. I don't have a production staff right now. I do have a, a producer when we do, sometimes when we do guest shows or if we're doing remote remote stuff, which we do sometimes. But um, this is what's going on with Hunter Biden. Finally, after the drama all day long, this came out and everybody's reporting the same thing. So let's play this first. <laughs> then we're going to... Then we're going to go into the Hunter Biden saga. Check this out. Well, here we are, John. We now know that Judge Noriega is not going to accept the plea agreement. And as we were talking about just a moment ago, it's got to do. Judge Noriega does not uh, believe uh, that the, she has questions over the constitutionality of that diversion clause uh, of the immunity that Hunter Biden would receive in this deal uh, to not prosecute on the gun charge. Uh, she is not okay with that. So the headline here is she has not accepted the plea deal. That would likely indicate we could be headed for uh, a trial. We have not heard from the prosecution or the defense. Maybe they'll be coming out and talking to us. But a major headline here, what we thought that was starting uh, some three hours ago was going to be a routine plea deal. Hunter Biden, in the early part of, of today's court uh, hearing, said he was prepared to plead guilty to the two misdemeanor tax evasion charges. Not going to happen. Judge Mary Ellen Noriega not accepting the plea deal, questioning 
the constitutionality of the diversion clause that kept him from being prosecuted for the felony gun charge. And she also noted uh, to great extent, almost as if, John, we were sitting in a law classroom, uh, the fact that she did not like the way it was structured and she had never seen one uh, like this and was really... You know, thankfully, um, <laughs> thankfully, we had a judge who looked at the law and looked at precedent and decided that, and she asked the right questions that she's required to ask, and they knew she was going to ask them. Look, they knew going in, the, the, the defense, Hunter's attorneys are claiming that they, well, we thought this was blanket immunity. We thought that if we pled guilty to these, we'd be, we'd have immunity from everything. The prosecution said, no, 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 no. No, we can still pursue you on these other federal charges, foreign agent charges for one, money laundering for another. No, no, we can still, these investigation is still open. So that was the kind of thing the judge said, well, how can you, how can you make a plea deal on part of an investigation? And his defense team knew. They had to have known. They had nothing in writing, apparently, or that that would have been put out. They just had probably a wink and a nod handshake agreement, and they, they came to court. The judge asked the right questions, as she's supposed to. And they got the answers, and the answers were, no, he's not immune from everything. Yes, we're still going to pursue him on these other charges. To which the, the defense said, well, then we don't want any part of this. If we can't get full, they wanted, they wanted immunity and a, they wanted wrist slap, a wrist slap and then immunity going forward. Judge said, no, that's not going to happen. That ain't going to happen. So the whole deal blew up. He pled not guilty. And then... An interesting thing happened. By the way, this is just a massive, colossal waste of public funds, public time. Can you imagine? I mean, this is, and oh, and then oh, not to mention all the news coverage and everything that went out about it. It's a waste of my time to even be talking about it. This should have never happened. Should have, should have never happened. This was a method by which the attorneys for Hunter Biden were stonewalling all the other investigations that were against him in Congress, an attempt to stonewall, I should say. And all future, you know, potential criminal charges that he would somehow have blanket immunity. It's 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 a ridiculous thought. But um but the funny thing is, so he pleads guilty and the judge, the judge, you know, then has the choice. Well, I'm gonna, you know, keep you in custody until trial, or I'm gonna release you. And when they release you, they give conditions for your release. And this, I'm sure, there's uh, the Coke parties in the White House are over, I think, for now. I don't think you're going to be finding cocaine in the White House anytime soon again. At least I would, I would hope not. Man. So the judge came out and said, no, um, here's your conditions of release, uh, by the way. And I, this is super small print. You're welcome to screenshot it. I've also has it up. I have it up on my my Facebook and my Twitter, so you can. It's all over the place, man. If you, this is not hard to find. If you can't find this, you probably don't belong on the internet. But I try to consolidate everything in one place. So some of the cool stuff in this is one: he's required to to have a job or be seeking work, and he has to document it. By the way, 
So, and, oh, it gets better. gets better, okay? He can't drink alcohol. Not just, there, there's a couple of boxes. You can either, uh, it's down here about two-thirds of the way down. Uh, alcohol, uh, none at all or not in excess. She checked none at all. This guy cannot have any alcohol. He cannot have any drugs at all. Oh, and there's going to be randomized drug testing on him. And there's a whole paragraph on that. So I guess Hunter's not going to be having any more Coke parties. Oh, he also needs to uh, enroll in a rehab in how inpatient or outpatient. They both work, but he needs to be involved in an active rehab program for his obvious... Uh, addictions that he has they didn't mention sex addiction but i mean that's obviously in there too but i think if you get rid of the drugs and the booze maybe he'll maybe he'll be okay on the other stuff they uh there's penalties if you don't if you don't comply now for a misdemeanor the penalty is if you if you're found breaking one of these say, say he pops he pops for alcohol even or, or drugs on a randomized test. $100,000 fine and a year in prison. That's the penalty. If these charges get raised to a, to a felony, it's $250,000 and 10 years in prison. So there's a whole slew of consequences. You know, this is, I mean, this is toward a guy that hasn't, had to face consequences his entire life, right? He's lived a pretty charmed life. He, he's a little princeling, right? Since his older brother died, which is sad. Joe will tell you what happened in, in, in war. It did not in Iraq, but he repeats that story over and over like he does. Anyway, that's what's going on with Hunter Biden. He, the plea bargain rejected investigation going forward, is this, could this possibly be, you know, the following of the house cards? I think, well, how, how can they, how can the Biden family circle their wagons and protect him right now? By the way, um, this whole day was blocked out, even though uh, Joe Biden has said, I'm keeping arm's length from Hunter's uh, trial and all that. He didn't have anything on the calendar today. He, he's 100% behind his son. Yeah, I don't blame him for that. I would be, I, I do not blame him for that. But they're going to, uh, we're going to find out. I think the way they can save this, and again, I'm no legal expert. I don't claim to be. In fact, I just told you I wasn't. If he were to jump in, say that, say they indict him on, on being a foreign, you know, not registering as a foreign agent, uh, maybe some money laundering charges or some different things, immediately plead guilty while your dad is still president. Don't even, because if you take, trials take years, right? Especially for, for high profile defendants. So immediately plead guilty and then your dad can pardon you. That, that's, that's, that's about the only way I see out. These charges aren't going to disappear. They're, if anything, they're going to get worse and likely are going to get worse. They're going to add charges. You see the, 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 the uh, system, the deep state, the, the powers that be, they're bailing on Joe Biden. He is becoming more of a liability than an asset, and they know it. I'd be surprised if he ends up being the nominee. 
just a thought. But one way for them to get out of it as the Biden family is for when these charges come down, hey, just plead guilty, have your dad pardon you while he's still president, and then you can guys can go on your merry way and extort as much money as you want from foreign countries around the world. I don't know, though, no one wants to pay to see Biden speak. He can't really give speaking tours. He might be able to have somebody write a book with his name on it. I think Hunter probably has more potential if he can get his shit together than his dad does, to be honest with you. I, um, excuse me. Sorry about that. I had a little, uh, something in the back of my throat I needed to get down there. Moving on, um, some sad news. Sinead O'Connor has died. She is, they don't know the cause yet at this point. She was 56 years old, pretty young, pretty young. When I start to see that happening, I'm 55. So when I see, oh, she's, she's a year, probably not even a year older than I am. I didn't look at her actual birth date. But anyway, she's no more than a year older than I am. And uh, that gives you a pause for thought. But man, she had, you know, think what you want. Sure, she, she, her politics, man, that's fine. But she had an incredibly tragic life. She lost her son not that long ago, who she loved dearly. He was in a, a mental institution and for suicide, under suicide watch, he escaped and committed suicide. Tragic, sad. And she, she has more than one sad story in her lifetime. So anyway, uh, Sinead O'Connor, thank you for bringing your art to this world. Thank you for uh, blessing us with what you did. And I hope that you landed in a good place. I hope you're in, in God's hands. I hope you're back with your son and that uh, that your pain is over. And anyway, either way, her pain is over, right? So... Let's take a jump down to the border where, well, not the border actually, but let's take a look at, <laughs> let's take a look at what's going on here in Congress. Um, Matt Gaze did a smackdown on, uh, on Mayorkas. And one of the things, when you look at this video, keep in mind, I mean, look at Mayorkas' face. He is such a smug, arrogant piece of shh. You know what? Something that smells bad and is yucky to step in. And um, he just sits there, chin up, smiling. I'm untouchable. I hope they crush him. I hope that he's impeached. I hope that he is ruined as a man. I hope his, I hope everything. I hope that he gets what he deserves. And uh, I, I'm sorry, I'm not normally so vindictive on people, but this guy is a class A piece of shit. I said it that time. How about that? Anyway, Matt Gates gives a smackdown. Check it out. And then the other epic failure of this that's empowered the cartels is that in these processing centers you've set up in other countries to just wave them all in at a rapid pace, You've had to shut them down in Nuevo Laredo because the cartels were standing outside extorting people. Isn't that right? Congressman, that is false. Asylum seekers crossing from a dangerous Mexican border. They say corrupt officials are extorting them for money. 
Now the U.S. has stopped taking asylum appointments at the port of entry in Laredo, Texas. Customs and Border Protection is citing a security situation for the change at Laredo without going into further detail. But it comes as some migrants waiting in Mexico are claiming that Mexican authorities are forcing them to pay bribes in order to keep their CBP appointments. From Reuters, U.S. suspends asylum appointments in Texas border city after extortion reports. From U.S. News & World Report, U.S. halts online asylum appointments at Texas Crossing after extortion warnings. And the Associated Press, U.S. halts appointments using migrant phone app at Texas border crossing seems to be in direct contradiction to the Secretary's testimony as he can his consent to enter it. I got one final question for you, and it's an important one. Is Mexico an ally in this fight against illegal immigration? Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> Mexico could give one crap about what's happening at their border and all the illegals coming into the United States. In fact, they support it because they're controlled by the cartels. Look, the reason border crossings are so-called down is because the Biden administration found a way, hey, you know what? You can apply for asylum really quick. Just open this cell phone app and then their numbers aren't counted when they come in. Because they've already applied. They're still coming. They're just not recorded as crossings because they've already applied for asylum via the cell phone app. It, it's it's smoke and mirrors. The whole thing is an absolute joke. And Congress knows it. The Republicans in Congress are fighting to expose it. At least the America... The, the America First caucuses, right, with Matt Gates, Jim Jordan, they're after these people. They're going to expose this. We have a massive crisis on the border. Look, the, these these cartels need to be taken out. The, the Mexican government is massively corrupt. They're controlled by the cartels. And they're walking all over the United States because Joe Biden is weak, pathetic, old, Dementia-ridden Swiss cheese for brains, old man. Okay? And they're going to continue to do so, just like every other country in the world. And as far as being on our side, they're not on our side. They're not, we're not in this together. By the way, there's a there's more caravans underway getting started down in uh, down in Panama. Crazy, right? Chuck Schumer is going to talk about climate change. Oh, I did want to do one thing. I've gotten a couple of, uh, and I, I want to let you know, by the way, if uh, if you're if you're watching this on Rumble, please hit the like button. Uh, please follow my channel, rumble.com slash the nun report. I'm also on Locals, and I'm, I'm starting to put some content out there that will only be available to subscribers of Locals. And it's like five bucks a month. I mean, but if you're interested in anything I do or or exclusive content, I mean, behind the scenes stuff, me and my dogs at the beach, um, how this show is created, maybe a different camera angle for parts of the show or whatever, you know, check it out and subscribe on Locals. But uh, I've gotten a lot of questions lately. Dan, how do you uh, how do you do your show? You know, wh how do you prepare for your show? How do you do that? Well, here's what I do. This is not a scripted show. Now. The only time I do have a prompter when I have guests on, but only 
to keep me on topic and to make sure I cover all the topics that I wanted so I'm not constantly looking down at my notes. So I do have a, uh, my form of a prompter, which is on a tablet, um, up in front of me above the camera during guest shows only so that I can kind of stay on topic. It's not scripted. It's just bullet points, okay? As far as my daily show, I'll tell you what. I sit down in the morning. I, ch- I read the news. I drink coffee like most of you, except I take the news a little bit more seriously. I start grabbing onto things I want to talk about. I start making notes, and this is what I come up with. So I don't know if you can see that. That's today's show. And that that is typical of what, this is what my show is. That's how I prepare. The reason I take notes is not, I, I don't always look down at them unless there's a, if there's a statistic or a name that I really don't want to get wrong, you'll see me look down at my notes. Okay. Or to remind me not to forget something like I already did, by the way. And I'm going to, uh, I'm going to make sure I cover, <laughs> I'm going to make sure I cover that in a minute as I look down at my notes. But I do it because as a matter of process for me, when I write things down, it sticks in the mind better. I start writing it down, bam, that thought is in my head because not only did I think it, I transferred it to paper, then I reread it. It cements it in there, right? It's just a just a repetitive learning. That's all it is. Anyway, so that's my show. It's just a matter of bullet points. It usually consists of a single page on uh, on a yellow pad, and it might be in a way that nobody else could understand what the hell I'm writing. Sometimes I can't even read my own writing. So anyway, that's that's it. So if you want, like, if you're interested in stuff like that, some people are, some aren't. If you want to support the Nun Report, that's great. Go to Locals. You can subscribe. I'm going to start putting a bunch of content up there that's that you're not going to find anywhere else. You're not going to find it here. You're not going to find it Facebook, Twitter, Truth Social, nowhere else. So exclusive Nun Report content available on Locals. Check it out. Below this video on Rumble, you also have a locals button you can you can smash right there. And um, we're, we're to the point now, too, where we're going to start getting some sponsors. I'm excited about that. We had uh, the last couple of shows have gotten incredible viewership. And thank you. I just want to know I appreciate it with my heart. All right? I really do. I, I, this is a labor of love for me. It is a labor of love. I've, uh, I've done pretty okay in my life. I have a construction company I've done pretty okay with. And um, and I do this, I'm doing this to try to give back. It's something bigger than myself, something that I can do, something I'd be a part of that and, and help hopefully spread the truth of freedom and liberty of what this country is about. Just be a small little, small little part of the wheel. Okay. Anyway, enough about me. Let's move on. I just wanted to get that out there. It was uh, something that was asked about more than once recently. And so there you go. That's how the Nun Report gets put together on a day-to-day basis. Chuck Schumer is out there being a climate alarmist like they all are. And it's like, hey, oh, by the way, newsflash, newsflash, fair warning, make sure you prepare. The climate is going to change again in the fall. So make sure you have your warm clothing ready and that you you cover up your faucets and your pipes or whatever because the climate's going to change again in the fall before it changes again for winter. But that's a whole nother season. Let's let's do one season at a time here. Chuck Schumer tries to equate the fact that it's 90 degrees in Washington, D.C. in the middle of summer as some sort of talisman for the fact that they're talking about climate change. Check it out. And look, we thank everyone for coming out here. The importance of climate is shown 
on a 90-degree day, we all want to be here to highlight the ERA. And you are all seeing the importance of that amazing piece of legislation. It is one. Of, it is probably the most sick, significant. The inference of that was just obviously. <laughs> God, that's so bad. Hey, uh, it's a ninety-degree day. You know, that's why we know that the importance of climate change. Yeah, whatever. And this is kind of disturbing. What is up with Mitch McConnell? You know, it wasn't that long ago. He was out for, for a while because he had a fall at home and hit his head. And this clip that came out today as he was beginning a press conference, um, so either, I think either he, uh, he, he, this is the result of him hitting his head, this episode that he has that you're going to see here in a moment, or he's had these episodes before, and that's what caused him to fall down and hit his head. One or the other, either way. Look, man, these just just watch. It's it's not comfortable. It's not nice. It's not flattering. But uh, equal equal coverage here, man. I call I call out Feinstein. I call out Fetterman. I'm calling out Mitch McConnell, and I have before. Check it out. He just freezes. Mind freeze. Where is he? There's no questions being asked. He's just standing there. Look, folks, you know, we're all going to be there one day, most of us. There's a few lucky ones that get into their elder years and keep their wits about it the entire time, not many. And, uh, and it's not a pretty thing to watch. I bring it up because this is something that does not belong in an important leadership position in this country. Not only is he in the Senate, he's, he's the leader of his party in the Senate. And he has no place being there. You look at him, that he's just walking around a deadering old man. You know, he doesn't really know what he's doing sometimes. And then you see episodes like this. He's, there's obviously, he's compromised in a cognitive way where episodes like that happen. You just saw it. Feinstein, same thing. They wheel her in. Here, go vote. Fetterman. We have got to demand, demand a higher performance level and a higher acceptance level for those who represent us. Stop voting these dinosaurs in. Pelosi too, man. Vodka Pelosi. 
Joe Biden, the top of the food chain on paper. What, what are you thinking, voters? What are we doing? Why are you putting these people in there? They need to go. They need to be retired. They need to go home, enjoy their summer homes and their beaches on the waterfront property that they bought, even though the world is ending and the sea level is going to rise 10 feet. They, belong, they, they exist in the Republican and the Democrat Party. And it's, it's, it's sad, it's pathetic, actually. It, it, it's pathetic that we have these leaders of our country sitting there in Congress making laws, representing us internationally. When their best years are obviously behind them and, in fact, they're a liability to this country, right? What's up with these guys? They got to go. Anyway, hey, I'm going to cut it short today. Uh, I got some things to take off and do. The news cycle is still light, and I didn't want to talk about Hunter any longer than I already did. If you're watching on rumble.com slash the nun report, please hit the like button. Appreciate it. And if you're not you know, following there, you should. It's free. And there's no spam involved. You're not going to get tons of email. Yes, you're required to give your email address when you sign up to Rumble. Don't worry about it. They don't spam you, all right? And uh, so just, just do it. Go ahead and follow the Nun Report. I sure appreciate it. If you're just listening on Renegade Radio or any of the podcast channels, I'm on all of them, make sure to, to do that. Watch the videos because you're going to see a lot on the videos that you don't see or you don't. You can't hear, you know, on an audio experience. I'm on all the socials at The Nun Report except for TikTok because I don't do that commie BS and also Twitter because I couldn't get the the. So there I'm just at Nun Report. You can follow me there or just go to my website, thenunreport.com. I'd appreciate you could just link into everything right there. One stop, easy peasy. Anyway, hey, thanks again for watching. And as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers.